Do you have the right to slay your unborn fetus? We're talking about the Irish abortion referendum and also a little bit on the Frankfurt School. That should be interesting, something that I want to cover in more depth in the future as well. We're going to get an expert on it at some point. If only the parents of the Frankfurt School people had had abortions, the world would maybe have been a better place. But anyway. that, That's a pretty harsh rebuke. This is episode 88 of the Scottish Liberty Podcast. Two fat ladies with your hosts who are decidedly neither fat nor ladies. Me, Anthony Samaroff. And me, the uh, male identifying Tom Ward. Excellent. And the skinny identifying. Mm -hmm. So, interesting. Abortion is something that we've discussed doing on the show sometime. Yeah. And we have different positions on it. So, do you want to start with your view? Because you've got okay. quite a well-articulated view. Well, uh, I'm, I'm glad you stood that. I mean, how articulated it will be, uh, having just got out of bed about half an hour ago. What you sound like <laughs> when you're in the pub discussing it is, Right! Is it a life? Is it a human life? I know that sounds nothing like you. But okay. take us through the argument okay. against abortion. Alright, the argument against abortion is, as, as libertarians... If government exists at all, right. one of its main functions, and I'm sure you would agree with this part at least, one of its functions is to protect life and liberty, um, and individual life yeah. and liberty. So the argument really is about the right to choose versus right to life. So, uh, for me. So you, you, you then have to discuss whether or not a fetus is a first of all a life, second of all a human life, and if it is indeed a human life, what but what point does it become a human life and have the same rights and entitlements as an indiv- any other individual human? Uh, and your your position is that it it's a it's, as a conception. It's a conception. It's the it's the. Other than that, where where else could you really uh, draw it? I mean, that's a conception, and by that I mean at the point where the egg is fertilised and it embeds itself in the the wall of the womb, and then it, it begins its life proper. So when it's fertilised, but if it's not hit the wall of the womb, and I guess it's not. I, I, I not guess like I, I guess I'd be prepared to to concede that one. Okay. Interesting. So, wait, uh, uh, what's your position then on the morning after pill? Is that murder? I guess if I had to be purist about it, I mean, is, is the morning after, I mean, is, that, is it going to be embedded in the wall by that time? I have no idea. I'm I not think a, that not a medical may, man. I'm not really sure how it works, but I actually think it makes the, um, the wall recede okay. so that it can't be implanted. Okay. But I'm um, not, someone, maybe someone can educate okay. us on that. I think. I think it's a better option than waiting till you're, you know, 20 weeks in or 16 weeks in or 12 weeks in and then decide that you, you, that you, want, uh, you want to terminate the pregnancy. Um, now, that, that, that's my position. In a completely libertarian society in Ankapistan, I suppose people would contract, people would live in, uh, what would you call them, a... Uh, Covenant communities, yeah. where you would decide we don't allow this kind of thing in our community. Uh, if you do it, I don't know. The penalty could be death. That's just what you would contract to uh, in that kind of society. 
the difficulty I suppose we have is w- what point does the government have a right to step in and prevent a woman that, that what really annoys me is when I see a sign that says uh, my body my choice because the point is it might not just be well your it's body. not your body I think that's as silly as saying my body so I've got a right to flail my arms around uh, indiscriminately punching people in the face because I've got a right to do what I want with my body uh, and Mr Samarov seems to be disappearing somewhere uh, just, <laughs> is he got so many points on this issue okay. I'm just going to get a notepad because there's it's really really competitive okay. so I guess my first issue is like I'm not I just want to put this out I'm not strongly for abortion I wish that there was as few abortions performed as possible I'm just concerned that making it illegal and I'll talk a bit more about my position but right now I want to explore your position more I'll talk more about my position later um, I'm just not really sure that I'm willing to use force to stop people having them. Um, so I guess my first question is, okay, if we're going to concede that the embryo is not just a life but a human life and fully-fledged human life equal to that of a born person, and bear in mind for most of history... Uh, most children weren't viable most like lots of it was the norm mm-hmm. not for for women to miscarry it was the norm for women to die in childbirth or for uh, the baby to remove be removed in case they died in childbirth and also uh, most kids didn't live past a year or two you know they they uh, people would have big families because okay. a large because pers- half of their children would die. That's interesting. Would that would that justify uh, infanticide? Yeah, bombing brown people in Syria and Afghanistan because their kids aren't as viable as ours. They tend to die, uh, you know, in infancy. That's not the case I'm making. Okay. What I was going to actually? Add, although, yeah, exactly. I'm just throwing out all the, the relevant information so people sure, can sure. compile it in the way they want. Supposing you have in your left hand a jar with a couple of embryos in it, they're viable, they've been taken out of their mum's womb and they can be put back in their mum's womb. And would you, and in your right hand you have a baby, are you, uh, and someone says, right, one of these is going in the bin, the born baby or the two embryos, are you going to choose the two embryos over the born baby? And if not, why? And if yes, why? I don't know. Is that a, is that a realistic dichotomy? Is it a realistic um, scenario? Well, the point is basically so to ask if the... It's a thought experiment, okay. but obviously the point is, is an embryo as important as a person that's born? Is their life as important? Well, are children as, as important as adults, would you say? Um, in a way, if I don't know. Well, sometimes we make judgments like children are more important than adults. Yeah. For example, women and children first, yeah. or if you're in a lifeboat, if you're asked to say, and we've obviously got socialised healthcare, so the the medical, the, the government or the NHS makes a judgment between giving an operation to an old person yeah. or giving an uh, operation to a child they prioritize the child because it's thought they've got more life to go sure. therefore they're more valuable so I, I, I don't know if I've well, got you, a position on that well, but why you, don't you we're, argue we're, we're, both we're, sides see, we're, we're kind of wandering into the trolley bus scenario here aren't we 
I mean, what's I mean? Let's supposing that the child uh, that needs medical treatment, uh, as, as as opposed to a nuclear scientist or a, yeah. or a medical would genius, save, would you save a person that was going to be able to save lots of people? Well, I'm glad that's not my judgment call. Right. To be quite honest with you, I uh, guess. Sorry, do yeah. you want to go no, on? no. Okay. I guess my position is that we've got a long-standing tradition of holding people who are born fully formed as of higher priority to the unborn or the future generation and therefore whether you whatever way you look at it um, now as I said like I think in a free society we'd want to do everything we can to limit the number of abortions like it would be better if you know the Heritage Foundation has spent so much money um, campaigning to get abortion banned or reverse Roe v Wade but if they'd actually just paid women to take uh, children to term that would have saved more that would have yeah. cut down on yeah. abortions another thing they could do is um, well I don't know how Like obviously education about contraception but another thing that they can do is um, make buying children legal okay. so you'd have people who were desperate to have children buy up uh, children that are otherwise going to be aborted and that would be mutually beneficial Um, I would prefer doing those things first and Mm. seeing how many abortions would be performed before making it illegal I suppose a counter argument to that is if you, if you if you that it starts a trade then in, in fetuses do you have fetus farms do do women do you have uh, gangs of guys uh, you know, running basically like a battery factory with women uh, churning out fetuses for sale <laughs> and then and the, the problem with it is I think more realistically if it becomes a thing so many women will be trying to have children to make some money if they're poor that actually the value of a baby will go down to like about a hundred pounds or something ridiculous than that and it won't actually save any abortions because it'll be the people who are doing it deliberately to make money who get it I don't know that's more of a utilitarian standpoint but I guess my next argument or my next point of discussion this is a very well-mannered debate that if you're wondering why it's so well-mannered it's because we're actually recording from a pub at the moment that's why we're uh, audio only if we're doing this in our flat we'd probably get be getting annoyed at each other you guys are probably annoyed at the fact that we're not like being vicious um the next point i guess is it might happen yet dame where did my point go i'm sorry about that it's probably my so you've got something to say uh well i guess i mean the whole reason we're discussing this because, as, as you may or may not know, uh, Ireland, uh, or ERA, if you like to call it that, Erin Gobra, um, across the, the water there, is having a referendum, a referenda, referendum, on Friday uh, to repeal, I think it's uh, Section 8, Article 8 of their um, Constitution, which guarantees the right of the unborn to life. So um, this is going to be a big thing. I know that there's lots of people of Irish descent returning from all over the world to uh, to go back to Ireland and vote on this. Now, this is an interesting thing because whatever way it goes, does the majority have the right to dictate to an individual what they should do 
uh, to use the phrase, the terminology of the feminist with their own body, uh, or does it, or, or, or does even the majority have the right to say that a life can be taken with impunity? Should that be ever a majority decision? So this is one of my the points that I love to make about how well everyone sings the praises of democracy. Democracy is, you know, sometimes people suggest that we are market fundamentalists and that our God is the free market. But the only religion in politics is democracy. It's the only thing that everyone almost accepts unquestioningly as an unambiguous good. So take that. Uh, Democrats now, and I don't mean Democrats as in the blues. I just mean people who are for democracy. <laughs> so the point is, right? Both conservatives and liberals, and I mean left liberals, consider themselves to be for democracy and for protecting democracy. But when it comes to an issue that they're split on, like abortion, where are the conservatives who, when the majority, when who are for uh, abortion, for the right to an abortion, because I'm not for abortion. I would like there to not be abortions. I'm for the right to an abortion, yeah. and even so, uh, grudgingly so, but, um, and I can speak more about why later. When the majority are for the right to abort, um, do the Conservatives, who are so for democracy, say, well, I guess that's majority rule. I mean, democracy, fair enough, 51% say that. And likewise, will the feminists or anyone, you don't have to be a feminist to be for the right to abort, I guess, will they secede uh, or cede that ground? See if 55% are against abortion. Uh, Ireland's a Catholic country. It's very important to the religious people there that the life is sacred, the life of the unborn child is sacred. Will they go, oh, well, I guess that's democracy. Majority says no, especially, uh, and it, it just shows the hypocrisy. Now, one of the arguments in favour of the right to abort is that there's a book called Freakonomics. I don't know how far it came out how long ago it came out, maybe 15 years or so ago, and one of the things he does is chart the drop in crime in the 90s, or whenever whenever crime started dropping, and he linked it to, it doesn't prove, prove causation, but it's highly correlated to, he suggests one of the reasons why the crime rate started falling is there were so few, so many fewer unwanted children that um, the crime, and so, and fewer uh, children from single parent homes that uh, led to a drop in the crime rate. Now, I, I'm not really sure if that's proven, but it is a utilitarian argument. And since most anarcho capitalists, I know David Friedman is a consequentialist, he's a utilitarian, Mises was a, lib uh, a utilitarian, Henry Hazlitt was a, a real utilitarian, but most libertarians are deontologists, they believe in principles so that's a utilitarian argument might not be compelling to them but it is one of the arguments that's put forward to the right to abort which is that it will lead to overall better outcomes because there'll be fewer unwanted children that will have horrible childhoods because they're unwanted uh, and then become criminals to boot uh, what would you say? Uh, I don't know if I accept the the necessary um, conclusions from that Freakonomics sort of uh, 
survey or, or, or those statistics. Um, I mean, who's to say what what a horrible childhood? I mean, there are lots of great people, um, great scientists, great statesmen. Uh, humanists, because they had a horrible childhood, yeah, basically, they want to yeah, help other people. Yeah, and they, 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 it's, it, it made them what they are. I'm not suggesting you should deliberately give your child a horrible childhood, because it may turn, it could turn them the other way. It could turn them into a criminal. But there are many people out there who had horrible childhoods, and it made them, it, it made them what they were. It made them great statesmen, or great scientists, or... Uh, or maybe, I don't know, maybe they'd have been great scientists or statesmen anyway, even if they had a good job. Maybe they'd have even better. I have no idea. But I think it's dangerous to decide uh, that, you know, what is and what is not a good childhood uh, when it's not your kids. <laughs> so, um, before we go on to talk about a little bit about what other libertarians have had to say about the question of abortion, um, so let's, what I, what I really want to ask you is, are you willing to jail a woman or a doctor for having an abortion. Well, are you willing to? Are you willing to do it? Are you willing to jail someone for killing uh, a newborn baby? Yes, but the question is, are you willing to jail someone for having an abortion? I guess I would be uh, if if that was the if that was the law. If the mum and the surgeon, or I suppose so. Yeah. You had a point about the Hippocratic Oath, which I think was well made. Um, and by the way, I'm, I'm talking. I was obviously talking from a libertarian standpoint there, where you have covenant communities. But um, the Hippocratic, yeah, sure. If if it must, if it must be, if it goes ahead, then I don't think that it's it should be doctors. I mean, okay, you could make a, any sort of case about the hypnocratic oath, should it even be a thing. But we do have it. Doctors take an oath that they should first do no harm. And I think that uh, the carrying out of a termination, other than those 1% situations, I mean, probably less than 1% situations, where there is a direct threat to the life of the mother, um, I think that... It's a, it's a, a direct violation of that hypnocratic oath. So if, if it has to be done, then there should be specialists trained to do it. Wait a second, right? Yeah. Your acknowledgement that say someone is the the life of the mother is at risk mm-hmm. uh, implies you already see a fully born person as of greater importance than a fetus. So that's already a distinction in terms of rights. You're prioritising the life of the mother no, over no, the... I, I, I'm not. I'm just saying in, in that situation, I would be prepared to, to, con- to concede that. However, it's 1% of, of 1% of all abortions carried out. And I think it's a matter then for the, the medical decision and the decision of the parent. But I mean, why I mean, the is the mum allowed to allowed to save her life if the baby's life is of equal importance? Well, I don't know if it's of equal importance. Ah, well, see, now there, there, there is the crux of the issue, the crux of our disagreement, because I'm, I'm not saying that the fetus is not a life. In fact, in fact, I'm not really. I'm not I think really. Anybody even, would concede that it's a life. But see, this yeah. is the this is actually an important decision yeah. because I'm not 
really even sure if we could say, at least in the early stages of, say, an embryo or a zygote or the fetus, in the early stages of development, before it has a central nervous system, for example, and I know you're allowed to abort a baby after it's got a central nervous system, um, if saying it's a life is not purely rhetorical, because saying it's a life uh, implies a sense of individuality, a sense of... um, that it is a separate organism from the parent. And I'm not really not sure that, um, at least in the early stages of development, a baby is a life. You could say it is alive, it is living tissue, but is it a separate and distinct life? And if it's not, then you have grounds okay. for, uh, okay. for an, abortion. Is an amoeba a life? It is, but it has an independent existence. Because we talk about consistently, we talk about finding life in other planets, and in many instances, including Mars and places, uh, we're talking about microbes, s- microbes right. and we call it life. So yeah, life alive. So so would you agree? Okay, could we could we agree then that it's a life form? No, because again, I can't agree on that because again, I'm not sure that it has any distinct identity, even. Yeah, because even... Does a dandelion have a distinct identity? Well, yeah, we can define the boundaries of what is dandelion and what is soil and what is air, so I would say it does have a distinct identity. Whereas um, fetus that's connected to its mother for food has... uh, uh, Certainly before it grows a central nervous system, it has no means of perception uh, whatsoever. You need a central nervous system to perceive... Once it gets one, the ability to perceive is so primitive that whether you actually think that there's any there, there's any lights on there, there is anything to perceive, we don't really know that. We don't have the um, we don't have the information on whether there is anything perceiving anything. And my argument would be, at that if that is true, if there's no perception going on, it's not a life. It is alive. It is life. But it's not got its in, okay. it's it, there's no life, there's no specific life there okay. to be terminated. So let me turn your question back to you. Would you be prepared to prosecute a uh, a mother and a doctor after a central nervous system has been established and it is a life? Well, here's the here's the critical question. For me, um, no, at this point. Um, and I can even tell you what would make me change my mind Um, at this point no because I actually feel like the repercussion and this is quite utilitarian especially for me I feel like the repercussions of doing that would um, create a much much bigger violations of the NAP than um, doing it now what might change my mind is if for example, we implemented, you know, the right to buy children, and the we we were in a stateless situation where, um, if we if we got to a point where you you could quite easily pay pay off women and things like that, and there was abortions happening with impunity, and the deterrence was 
there was no deterrence for it and it was happening at the same rates as now much 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 greater rates I would start to think whether there's something that and you disproved I guess I'm quite vague on that but I could be turned on it it's it's more like you know as I feel like in general when we look at human psychology like I guess I'm a utopian idealist so to speak in the sense that I some people who are very socially conservative think that humans are just dicks and like you're always going to have all these maladies to the extent we have now whereas I kind of think a lot of uh, pathology in the world is caused by the kind of childhoods we have okay. and, and things like that so in that way I believe in the libertarian new man instead in the same way that the Marxists believe in the Marxist new man but I would be willing to be disillusioned of that if we had the kind of society in which um, you know you weren't forced through 11 to 13 years of education and yet everyone was still a statist and it wasn't the norm to isolate um, and uh, physically harm children when their brain's developing and things like that. If, if we went through that transition and um, people were still complete dicks and the world was a nightmare, yeah. I'd go, okay, I need to abandon my utopianism. Obviously, it's more nature than nurture. So in the same way, I'm more inclined to say, let's focus on we, what we can change uh, and see if that results and better results if it doesn't then I'm more likely to say well we have got a serious problem here okay. and maybe a heavier hand is required okay okay well let me ask this question to you and, and to everybody else who's, who's listening as well what do you think that this this referendum's going to go ahead and whatever way it goes I guess that'll be the result for however many years they decide um, what would be a better way of resolving this rather than a referendum that will be binding on one set of people over another, one way or another. What would be a better way of doing that? How would how would how would this issue better be resolved in a libertarian fashion? Yeah, and I've not got a clear answer for that, but I think it is an example of where um, libertarianism falls short because essentially, even if you don't believe in representative democracy or direct democracy. Even in a libertarian society, you need some consensus. I mean, no one's going to build a... Even if you're an individual and you want a seashell burger, no one's going to provide that. You're going to have to make it up for yourself. When you go... The market's not perfect. When you go into a restaurant, you can't have a choice of any dish you want. But you, you get you get the kind of services that most people want in general. There is some kind of majoritarianism built into personal and political decision-making. That's because we don't live in a utopia. Yeah. And essentially, in an ANCAP society or even in a minarchist society, there is going to be some deferral to the majority cultural mores and if you believe that morality is permanently immutable whether you think that means you should have the right to abortion or not you're essentially it's going to go the way the vocal majority wants it's not going to be based on principle it's going to be based on what is the vocal majority Okay, and how would you feel about Obviously, it takes two to tangle. 
you know, everybody focuses on the rights of the woman, even though the fetus at some point may turn out to be a woman in of yeah. itself. Um, what about if you're a husband or indeed just a partner uh, of someone who's pregnant? And you want the baby. And you want the baby. You're willing to pay for it. You're willing to see it through to termination. Should you be able to sue or get an injunction to prevent that person oh, from carrying out? That's really interesting. And this is one of the points in which that I'm so glad to be an ANCAP. Because <laughs> it gives me the liberty of saying, I don't know what's best. Okay. But I think that in an ANCAP society... Is it, isn't that just a all way of... Sorts of, 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 sort of Dodging, the, dodging question. the question. Well, I would like to say that I, that me personally, I would, I would, my personal inclination is to say, yeah, sorry, feminists, but that guy should have a right to stop that abortion. Are you he, prepared to use force and violence? No, I'm prepared to. Um, well, I well, I guess in a way, I'm prepared to stop the uh, prevent the woman from. Going. But the thing is, this is really weird because it depends how much you believe in... Like, the thing is, do you believe that the woman having a child in her which she doesn't want is going to um, affect the development of the child? And I do think it does. Like, in India in the old days, um, when uh, there was a very big awareness that the state of mind of the mother affects the child, so there was a culture of when a mother was pregnant to just have her lie in her room and have rel- relatives come and visit and um, her not to be exposed to any stress so that the um, vibration so to speak sorry to use such a woo woo term would um, inculcate in the child they, they had a very big belief in, in those kinds of things yeah. now we have women working smoking drinking whatever it's like it's not a thought that you're anything you put in your body whether it's physical emotional or otherwise is going to affect your baby so there's I mean this is there's so many avenues and I don't think there's ever been such a thorough discussion of this as we've had um, but yeah I mean I, I my per- a civil discussion yeah <laughs> my personal view is that I'm inclined to think that it would be good to find a way of making it as painless as possible for that woman, taking her needs into consideration, to bring that baby to term and allow the dad to adopt it and go away if necessary with the child. Because, um, but I think in Anakapistan, everything will be tried, and over time, the best, the the market knows best. The best methods will will win out over time, like I said. Let's talk a little bit about what other libertarians uh, thought. So, for example, a a bad argument for abortion, which you hear, and I would probably hazard a guess on the left, is this idea of the violinist. What if you kidnapped a violinist and uh, stitched him up to someone so that he needed that person in order to live? Would you be wrong in cutting him off so that he has to die even if he's a world famous wonderful violinist and most people would say no uh, fuck him if the, the the person doesn't want him then he's parasitic upon their livelihood and a fetus is just like that the the ridiculousness of that essay the rhetoric of that essay is the obvious point that you don't choose to wake up one morning with a violinist stitched to you whereas you do choose to have sex 
and therefore uh, in most instances in most instances oh well let's let's take a sidestep then what about the rape issue then uh, okay it's i personally it's a horrible crime um are you asking me whether a woman should be allowed to have an abortion in the case of rape? Yes. Again, I'm glad it's not my decision, but why would... But well, 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 okay, right, why, you, I guess in most instances, most instances you'd know you've been raped. Yeah. There's a morning after pill, there's a time to do it. That's do a you, good do, point. Do you, do, you, do you decide to wait? Uh, you know, four months, three months, and, right, and then decide yeah. you're going to get rid of a baby. I agree with Basically, you. Basically, you're punishing the innocent for the crime of the guilty. I understand that point, but I would just add that from a more human perspective, sorry, I don't mean to say that yours is inhuman, that's a traumatic event. You might have doubts, you might have guilt. Oh, I don't know if I want to kill it or not. Like, I feel really bad. I don't want to do it, but I also really do want to do it. And it might take you that time to actually come to terms with with uh, and finally realize that yeah you couldn't actually okay. bear I think this uh, would be a good point then to talk about right to evict well that's what I was going to go into uh, next because I said that was going to um, go into what no. other libertarians thought um, just a moment though so before we do the right to evict um, there is a lineage in libertarian yeah. thought because the right to evict is sort of a product of Walter Block Walter Moderate Block as he likes to know himself because he says he's the one that resolves libertarian disputes by taking the middle position his mentor was of course the great the late great Murray Rothbard Murray Rothbard had a very interesting position to take and it comes back to this violinist which is he essentially took the Catholic position on the fe- on the fetus, yeah. which was to say, yes, it is a life, it is a human life. However, mm. I am going to have to maintain that you have the right to an independent life. Yeah. Um, because we don't allow people the right to life uh, if they're dependent on another life. You know, you have got the right... Well, by force. Well, you've got the right to let die. And by the same token, that um, fetus can't live independently of the mother and therefore we're going to have to take the position that you've got the right to abort even though it is a life. Ayn Rand, of course, was strongly for the right to abortion because she thought that sex was something that should be able to be enjoyed for its own uh, I'm not really sure how strong her position was, but I'm just put, putting that in well, there. Get, why not get your fallopian tubes tied up? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's become easier and easier to take yeah. preventative action. So what about the point, we're not going to take the straw man argument that you just woke up one day with this fetus inside you, because that is just a ridiculous argument, and the fact that it's taught in all the philosophy universities is quite frankly giving too much credit to a stupid ass argument yeah. it just shows how little the left are concerned with personal yeah. responsibility um, but well we're, maybe Katrina Angus will shoot onto this YouTube video and give us her perspective on abortion she's, she's pro-choice yeah. she is pro-choice yeah, yeah. Okay. and so do you think that Murray Rothbard's uh, argument that no you're, you've not got a right to life you've got you've got a right to an independent life is um, flawed um, 
I, I could go along with it. It's better than uh, it's better than what we have. I think with the the, just the current situation, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there uh, on the pro-life side who'd be perfectly willing to put money in to keeping uh, a fetus alive. Technology's getting better. Medical science is getting better at doing these things. They will probably they will probably be able to keep. I mean, even as we speak, we can keep children alive uh, who are younger. Than the yeah, the, the, that's true. Than the, the yeah. incubators. Yeah, so um, I think that's some. It's a matter of time before it, it, we can actually keep fetuses alive. Um, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, we currently we can even freeze them. Would that be correct? And you, I, but, I know but we can freeze the embryos, but I don't know if we can freeze fetuses. Interestingly, yeah, that's. A, so I think maybe there's possibly a technological way through this. I think. I mean, just it's worth mentioning there, while Anthony was uh, taking a toilet break there, uh, someone approached him, uh, because we're doing this in a public place, somebody said, now, we were here first, we homesteaded this little part of the pub. Nice one. Yeah, and uh, a couple came over and sat down, and the woman was clearly uh, upset by our conversation. They moved, fine, um, but as I say, we were here first. Um, and the man approached. Uh, don't worry, this is not going somewhere seedy. Uh, the man approached uh, Anthony in the toilet politely, I should politely, add. and said, "You know, that his wife was a bit upset by our conversation, and said that it's a, that she thought it's a conversation that only women should have. That is quite simply sexist. and as a sexist argument." And and the interesting thing is, I was just like, well, we're just putting our opinions out. Like, neither of us is saying that we're the law. And actually, we're just exploring all positions. Uh, I'm trying to give as much detail as possible and consider as many positions uh, as bearing, possible. Bearing in mind that this is a referendum that's going on in Ireland, and men will be allowed to vote in that referendum. She probably thinks only women should be allowed to vote in Possibly. it. Possibly. Well, the interesting... So... This is the, the, the technological side, yes, maybe one day we can take it out and uh, put it in an incubator. And this is something that came into my attention from our conversations, maybe going back two years or more, which is that I had the thought that the right to evict in a way was worse than just aborting the child. And I never realised... I never put my attention on that fact until we had a conversation about it. Because obviously, as everyone who listens to this knows, I'm a psychologist, I'm a therapist, right? I'm very concerned with the way that um, our early life events uh, affect the development of the organism for the rest of its life. For example, if you... are certainly getting a harpoon through your head uh, as a fetus is certainly going to... So and, and, your day. and that revealed <laughs> a prejudice in me, which is that, and I only noticed it through our conversations informally, which is that deep down, I obviously believed and maybe still believe that a horrible thought life is worse, is, is worse than no life at all. Because I was thinking, I knew, know people who are, who are born prematurely, yeah. were put in incubators at, straight afterwards and have had severe anxiety their whole life and I believe that that's because of the conditions of their birth. Um, I myself was born with the umbilical cord around my neck. You don't get enough oxygen, it affects the way that your brain forms and there's good evidence to say that that creates a tendency towards a fearful personality for life. 
So, and I definitely have first-hand experience of um, a fearful personality. And I guess that I thought eviction, which if we've not actually clarified our term, so which is the idea that you've not got a right to an abortion, but as soon as the fetus is viable outside the womb, you've got a right to evict it. That's uh, Walter Block's point. So you can't kill it, but you can wait until it's viable and forcibly... Um, And I was thinking, oh, that's bad because that's going to have permanent deleterious effects on the child. And if you believe in the non-aggression principle and not just a minarchist way, but an ANCAP way, there might be grounds for suing your parents for uh, evicting you and therefore um, causing permanent psychological damage to you. Okay, but surely if you own a property and you evict people out of your property, Surely that causes them some sort of stress or psychological, uh, you know, harm and neurosis. That's a very creative argument, and I credit you with that. But but for one thing, okay, contract. You've not contracted with your unborn child, and that's that just well, shows that just shows. But this just shows the fucked upness of my position, whether it's right or wrong. Because let's just argue by analogy to adults I was basically, see if you accept the fact that abortion is murder I'm not really quite willing to cross that bridge yet but maybe I could be talked round I was basically saying that being heavily assaulted is worse than being mur- than being killed that was my that was my, that. I'm not saying if my position, maybe I still hold that position I'm not really sure yet but basically, if I hold the position that it's worse to artificially induce um, pregnancy and then put that fetus in an incubator for three months uh, because it's going to be fucked up for the rest of its life, better just kill it. Better just kill it before it gets to that stage, which was my position okay. before we started talking about this. Now I'm not so sure. I was basically saying stabbing someone 17 times is a worse thing to do to them because that's going to fuck them up for the rest of their life than just killing them outright. Okay, but let's take that argument to what I would think would be a logical conclusion. After the baby's born, if it has complications, at what point do you decide that it's better off just to kill it? Because it's had so many complications. Well, this this comes round to my this comes round to my position sounding more reasonable, uh, which is it's up to the parents. That's that's why I would say even after the child's born. After the child's born, if there's complications in the birth and it's got serious conditions and things like that, and it can't live without medical help, my position would be it's up to the parents how much medical help it gets. So it's being deaf. I'm talking about no. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the fact that it's not viable without medical help. If the baby isn't viable without medical help, the parents have the right to say no. Um, I don't know if I can agree, but but what if they have to? What if we live in a private system where there's no socialized healthcare and they have to personally pay to? save their own child would you say it's up to their them whether they part money with that or not uh certainly it's certainly up to them whether they part money with or not i don't know if it's up to them to prevent somebody else from from, doing it. from charity that's a great distinction we're so good on the scottish liberty podcast we really get into the nitty-gritty well what i would say is um with that point about uh, oh yeah just to 
because I like to be controversial, okay. let me just say a point on eugenics because you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Everyone is to a degree for eugenics. There are 24 uh, conditions in the human genome that if you are born with that condition, you will die before you reach puberty and your whole life up to then then would be absolutely horrendously painful. There's 12 or 24 conditions that uh, genetic defects. If you had a magic wand, anyone would remove those 24 genetic defects from the human genome. No one would say, so everyone is to a degree for uh, eugenics. No one with a sense of compassion unless you were so religious you said well God chose those genetic defects to be there most people would say if you could wave a magic wand and remove them so the, the genetic well, God certainly didn't choose Down syndrome that, is it, was it, or, or sorry yeah Down syndrome as I was thinking of a sort of like thalidomide uh, which is caused by human beings but I mean like Down syndrome for example is a, is a, is a genetic condition why would uh, and and People, you know, I think was it Denmark decided that they were going to uh, eradicate this 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 thing. Um, well, does the, does the medical establishment shocking. and the government have the right to do that? Well, this really depends on how utilitarian. Yeah, no, but it's fine. It depends on how utilitarian or deontological you are. They're they're obviously looking at the future and thinking if we can eradicate this, then it'll never happen again. Personally, to me, it's unpalatable. I'm not particularly for it. Although I would say, actually, yeah, if I think about it honestly, I would say if you have the the this is this this actually helps me clarify my position on abortion because. If I'm honest and I look into my heart and I say, do you think you have the right to screen your womb to find out if your embryo has a genetic defect such as the 12 conditions that I talked or Down syndrome? And do you have the right to take that embryo out of your womb if they find out that it has Down syndrome or one of these 12 conditions, I would say actually you do, which okay. means that I'm fundamentally for abortion. Now, I no, would... No, that, I that would be right to evict as well. I would hazard to say, I say that, I lean towards that. I'm not gung-ho for okay. it, but I lean towards... But no, no, it's not, because you say you've got the right to evict it, but then you're evicting it assuming that it's going to die. Why would you assume that? I mean, there's, there's plenty of people who may be willing to take on the responsibility of, 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 of looking after that fetus. Okay, nobody evicts people out of their okay, flat well, assuming got, that they're going to die. Well, maybe the solution is... Get government out of it. Get government out <laughs> of it. Maybe the solution is um, you should try and sell your baby and if you can't find a... Se- only if you cannot find someone who's willing to take on the responsibility of that child do you have the right to abort it. Right. That's, that's me well, being Anthony okay. Moderate Samaroff. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Let me ask this, probably finally. When, as libertarians, when we say you have a right to life, and that is a basic libertarian principle, right to life, what do we mean by that? You have the right, I believe you have the right not to be aggressed against. That's all we mean when you say you have the right and to when life. when does that right not to be aggressed against commence? Thank you, that's a very useful clarification. Well, I guess for me, 
it's when you're an independent entity. But what do you mean by independent? I mean, ten years old, twelve years old. I I would say. I would say, basically, the same point as the as the eviction point. When you're viable outside the womb, and the reason for that well, no is no baby's viable outside the womb. It has to be fed. That's a good point, and obviously in Sparta and things like that, they used to expose children. Yeah. Well, all throughout history, infanticide has been practiced. The most charitable. Some people put an end to it. Constantine, Emperor Constantine, put an end. To it. He made it. He made it a capital offence to kill unborn children. Right. Well, I mean, I just want to say the most charitable interpretation of the infanticide was that resources were scarce, and it's better to kill your newborn than for your uh, older children to starve to death. The least charitable events were obviously. Um, routine infant sacrifice such as the Aztec, the Aztecs and the Incas practice in yeah. other cultures, Carthage and so forth yeah. it was the norm the, to, so the yeah. norm to sacrifice children so I guess but let's well, then, let then, me then, start then maybe, it, not, is, maybe it, it is still the norm then to sacrifice children because I think that's exactly what we're doing currently I think that the amount of well, abortions maybe, that well, go on vastly for mostly either cosmetic or socio-economic reasons, rather than the, the usual reasons that you know the pro like the pro-choice people give. Oh, what about rape? What about well, th- these things are, are you know? And and for me, that's a red herring argument. Whenever you get that, because it's such a small amount, and you know, if you to say, I agree with you. If you to, if I, I agree you to, with you on If that you point. to say to someone, you know, okay. Um, allow allow what, abortion yeah, for rape. Yeah, allow can, abortion. Yeah, yeah. Can we agree that all the other ones are bad and shouldn't be allowed? Then you're never going to get an agreement. On well, that, maybe you will in a small percentage of cases. But I guess this has been really helpful for me to clarify my own opinions because when it came down to it, when you asked, well, when is it considered viable? I've come up with a moderate new answer to that that I've never heard anywhere else. As libertarians, we're quite fond of saying morality is immutable and is the truth throughout all time which is the non-aggression principle but maybe this is an issue that has evolved throughout time because it depends on our technological capacity to look after children so we could say that maybe exposing your children was not actually immoral in a time when if you didn't kill your babies you're older children would have starved to death because you didn't have the means to provide for a family and as we have become more abundant as a society um, it's become less and less moral to have an abortion because of the material conditions in which we bring a child and when we get to the technological point where you can take an embryo out of a woman's womb and put it into an incubator where it can grow outside of a human being and hopefully psychologically still turn out okay then it will be completely immoral at that point to have an abortion and kill that embryo because our material condition is such that we can actually um, allow that and that that's my uh, final libertarian do, do you want to come back on that? Um, 
Uh, yeah, only to say it just depends on how you feel about morality and what the root of your, your moral compass is, whether you, your morality is based on uh, whatever seems to be right at any given moment or whatever seems workable at any given moment or whether you think there's a deeper principle. Obviously, my moral compass comes from a sort of Judeo-Christian uh, ethic um, and the sanctity of life and... that. So it, it, it's always going to differ. So I don't have my right to to impose my religious values on anybody. But I guess what we do as a society, if I can use that word uh, already, as we already say, um, you know, you can't go around killing people. You can't go around robbing people. Uh, and, and you can't go around killing fetuses. And you can't go around killing fetuses is what they say in Ireland. But that might change on Friday. Right, thank you. And I just want to, before we wrap up, just chart a little bit of my history on this issue. Okay. Because when I was growing up, eh, I had an instinctive revulsion against abortion. I even remember some Christian handing me a picture of uh, a fetus or something like that and saying blah, blah, blah. And actually, this is maybe at the age of 14, 15, like instinctively I was like, I'm already against abortion. Like, and I was. Then I learned a little bit more about politics. Actually, my own mother, to my surprise, eh, had two abortions. I didn't know that growing up. I only found out that when I told her that I was against abortion and she was like, well, I had an, I had abortion. I was like, well, I wouldn't be on this planet if not for my mother's abortion. And that made me think. Then I got to feel a little bit more sympathetic. Like, I just so had... back up a bit there. You wouldn't be on the planet if it wasn't for an abortion. For my mother having... If my, if my mother had brought those babies to terms to term I right. wouldn't have been born but maybe you would have been one of those babies well yeah as a person with as a person with kind of spiritual views it's very po- possible so maybe I've died twice and this is my third incarnation I knew there was through some that. reason for it I knew there was some reason why I'm so wise I mean this is my third time trying to get into this can I just say as a former stand up comedian I've died many more times than that <laughs> yeah very excellent so that gave me pause for thought when my mum told me she'd had abortions. When I was in school, I took part in a play uh, by Brian Friel. It's called Lovers. And it's about... They, they find out... They live in Ireland. She finds out that she's pregnant. They're not married. That's a taboo. That gave me pause for thought on abortion. And I guess uh, somehow or other, I came to the conclusion that allowing not that I was comfortable with abortion or was for it I mean I mean that's something that we've joked about and I think I actually changed your position slightly because you had the language for abortion or against abortion and I kind of took the piss out of it I was like right who the fuck is for abortion like no one's out like let's get as many abortions as possible no one's for abortion it's the distinction between being for the right to abort. I don't abort. know. I mean, the Chinese like, government were for abortion. Well, Cuba, yeah. act, the Cuban yeah. government actively encourages abortion. Right. So I guess they are for abortion. For me, I've never been for abortion. I've been... Um, I'm for the right to have an abortion, but I wish as few abortions happen as possible. And if there's any non-violent means of encouraging less abortions and for them but even recently and I hope the person concerned doesn't mind me 
obviously uh, no personal disclosures but uh, I, a lot of people who listen to this know that I'm a therapist and I probably mentioned it in this podcast had a client who had their first child coming up to a full decade after having an abortion and just having the child is triggered 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 her into all those feelings of guilt and shame and regret and everything that happened around that time that led to her decision to abort that child and seeing helping her work through the difficult emotions it really makes it real to you yeah. of how horrible it is and how much you really want to minimize the incurrences yeah. of abortion i guess the uh, hardcore feminist would turn around and say well that's because society's put such a guilt trip on you you know if you if you had people outside the abortion clinic cheering and waving flags and go you go girl and when she came out she got a big party to celebrate maybe um you know maybe she wouldn't feel so and rotten about sim- and uh, that's simply not true i mean if anything the people around her are very compassionate towards her that but the bottom line is she feels horrible isn't that compassion in of itself given her guilt I don't I mean I can't answer that question I just I feel very compassionate for the human condition I wouldn't be except for fetuses well that's the thing that the bottom line is I know you're being jocular when you say that but the bottom line is yeah because quite frankly they're not born yet they don't have a history they don't have a whole bunch of memories and things like that whereas fully living people do and I am compassionate for the pain of someone who has an abortion and the compassionate for the child of someone who had them even if they didn't want them i'm compassionate for adults who um feel like yourself strongly that uh, that's a horrible violation of the rights of the fetus to actually terminate a child like i i i feel compassion for that position but ultimately when it comes down to it i think that fully fledged adults have more rights than a fetus does and they've not they're not bringing the baggage and the views and stuff rights what what how can you have more rights i mean that surely every individual has the same amount of rights well you've got like right to yeah exactly and that's my exact prob thank you you're helping me clarify even more in order for you to live as a fetus other people have to have positive obligations towards you in our other words the obligation to hold you in their womb for six months and as much as i would rather you weren't aborted than you were aborted i think that they've got the right to say fucking sack that shit i'm not carrying you in my womb for another six months and i don't like the fact that you're getting aborted but if i had to make a judgment call I am going to stand for the rights of the adult above your rights. Quite frankly, because you've got no life experience, you've got no perception, you've got no memories, you've got nothing to bring to that of any substance. You've got no ability to advocate for yourself. I mean, for fuck's sake, I'm a vegetarian. I quite frankly care more about the pigs that are being forced into tiny styes yeah, and, well, I, and I forcibly that, inseminated. That completely baffles me, but you know, there you go. Well, well, let, I mean, I don't mind this podcast going on for as long no, as it goes on because it's been so good so far. I can't go on forever. I've got, I've got to end it somewhere. So, I mean, I, I retain my, my personal my personal position which is i think it's uh it, it's it's the taking of a, of a human life 
Um, although if Jeremy Corbyn gets into power, I might change my mind on that. Okay, well, I think we can't do our Frankfurt School, but that's just to whet your appetite for the next edition. And I'm sure you won't be the only one saying you will join me when I say this has been one of my favourite episodes of the Scottish Liberty Podcast, if not my favourite. So tune in next week, subscribe on iTunes, uh, share the YouTube with all your friends, and until next week, be libertarians. Don't be a... Dick. Or a fanny. And don't have an abortion. <laughs> <laughs>